Welcome to another episode of Inside the Passion of Music and Art, Rhythm and Voice. I'm here with my uh, my colleague, my partner, my buddy, Nathan Halley, uh, who was in this with me from the beginning when I first came to him with this idea of wanting to do this podcast series based on these three different categories. We live in this really rich area in the lower Connecticut River Valley, which right now has become this vortex of creative creativity, creative spirit, creative talent. And I really wanted to pay homage with uh, the music and art episodes going to these people in this area who have inspired me and touched me just by being who they are, being true to who they are day in and day out, going about their business, just being who they are. And I wanted to reach out to some of these people who are enormously gifted, some of whom are making a damn good living doing what they love. I'm traveling along the paths that give birth to visionary works of art. So it's really about a celebration of process, and delving into people's uh, different process, the creative spirit, how it processes uh, creatively, if you will. And I begin with Genesis and with an episode uh, with Leif Nelson and his wife, Karen B. Davis. He's a impressionist painter who's in an area, this is the area that is the birth of modern, I guess, Impressionism, American Impressionism, and he is considered to be enormously successful, uh, you know, doing what he loves to do. So I wanted to start with Leif and Karen because uh, years ago when I was down and out, Leif gave, said some, you know, four words to me that really just Boom, pulled a switch and moved me in this direction. And that was do, do what you love, man. Just do what you love. Very simple. Do what you love. Whenever you're down and out, do what you love. You having a bad day? Do what you love. Some chick left you? Do what you love. Broke your heart? Do what you love. Anyway, so I went in there into this episode with kind of a structure. I knew where I was going to begin, where I was going to go next, where I was going to go next, where I was going to go next. I had this whole structure plan for this Genesis episode. So, all right, so I started it. We began it. It was awesome in his studio. And then after the hour and change where we sat down at the end of it, I said, I was like, oh, my God, that was so great. I had no idea it was going to go this way. And he looked at me and he said, so you had expectations, huh? <laughs> and I thought to myself, yeah, I had expectations. So my lesson coming out of this episode was Lamont. Don't have any expectations, dude. Know where you're going to begin and see where it goes. Don't have any expectations. Go. So I roll into Plywood Cowboy, the Plywood Cowboy, Steve Deadman. And Steve Deadman uh, is another extraordinarily gifted, talented musician, landscaper. Love this dude. And he made some major changes in his life in order for him to really focus on developing his craft. And uh, like he said to me, dude, he's like, people say, oh, man, you're pretty good. Uh, you're pretty good at what you do. He said, well, I better be pretty good. 
He said, I've been I've been performing since I was five years old, man. So if I'm not pretty good, <laughs> I better start doing something else. So this was really different. We got with him in the morning. He stopped drinking uh, a few years back because he felt it was impeding his personal growth. And we talk about uh, what he's doing now we, uh, over like the best bacon in the world, early morning, great donuts, and we're just hanging out. So before, a little backstory here, before we start recording, he says to me, he says, uh, so Lamont, you know what you want to you wanna do, right? And I said, Steve, I said, I know where I'm going to begin, but I have no idea where it's going to go. And he's like, oh, but you know where you want to begin, right? And I'm like, yeah. I know where I want to begin. So that was a lesson that I learned coming off from Genesis. I'm like, yeah, dude, I could tell he was a little nervous, man. And so we're in his yeah, studio yeah, yeah, yeah. with all of his instruments. And I begin kind of humming a song of his, a song that I've been listening to for like four weeks in my car, just repeatedly over and over again, that really, really moved me. And that's where we began. Honest, beautiful, engaging, it's a really, really great piece. After that, I go up to the Grateful Pony. And the Grateful Pony is a horse farm. And it's a horse farm that deals with equine therapy and art therapy combined for special needs community. And Danny and I have a connection. We both, we both grew up in, uh, in New York City, learned how to ride at the same Claremont stable. We both ended up here in this area, fell in love with this area. And I caught her the day before she was going to start her practice, that it finally, her 13-year dream was becoming a reality the next day. And it was a windy day outside, and I really was a little nervous. I didn't know what this phone could do recording outdoors yet. I hadn't done it yet. Winds were blustering, and we were, it was feeding the horses time. And that's where we started. And she says, Lamont, I get calls from all over the country right now, people who heard the podcast. And their response was, I actually felt like I was there with you guys feeding the horses and in the stable. And I'm like, cool, man. Like, this is what this is about. The Grateful Pony is the number one listened podcast episode across all categories, brew, music and art, and rhythm and voice by a lot. It's like virtually has almost every state in the country. I mean, it is it, is it. and when I think of, oh my gosh, I, I took a chance. I didn't know what it was going to sound like. I pushed the envelope. I didn't even know where I was going to begin. Oh, yeah, we're good. What, it's feeding time? Okay, cool. Let's begin here. And it just took off. So that's an example of something, Nate. Like, I'm confident now that we can go out on the fly and we can just meet people. And this was always your idea and come across interesting people no matter where we are. Got this phone hook it up, and just, you know, let it rip and really, really be truly organic and, and see what happens out of that. So Grateful Pony was a great lesson for me. Uh, and I love Danny, and, and she's going to be coming back in, in rhythm and voice. Now, I roll out of that into a piece I call Checkmate. And to me, Checkmate 
For those romantics out there, this is one of the most undervalued episodes that I've released yet. They're all special, they're all favorite, but the storytelling in the Checkmate episode is out of this world. And the learning that comes from this storytelling, from the participants, I think of everyone as not as interviewees, but we're participating and sharing this experience together. And uh, all I'm going to say is if you're an artist or a musician, or even if you're not, but if you have a romantic bone in your body, you got to listen to Checkmate. That's all I'm going to say. Listen to Checkmate. Next, self-portrait... It was just me and photographer Tracy Kroll, just the two of us. We were sitting in his home at the bar by his kitchen. There's a, a counter. Uh, we just hung out and we just had an engagement, a conversation, a relationship. He's the photographer that took the brew Photograph. If you haven't been following craft beer, I know a lot of people, they don't like drink or they don't like the craft beer or whatever. Just go look at this photo. Go to the brew page, right? www.insidethepassion.com. Click brew. Look at that photograph. I asked Tracy to capture the culture of craft beer. That was the only direction he got. And he captured it. And what he captured was fun. And that's what that category is about, fun. Uh, so we sit down, we talk to him about how we got into photography and some of his backstories. What a wonderful storyteller. And he's uber, uber talented, multi-talented individual. But the intimacy, the intimacy of this episode is unparalleled. And where it went and where it took us. And once again, I knew where it was going to begin, where I wanted it to begin. But I just let it go and let it roll. And now we're going to roll into, there's a great backstory to this. I go to an art gallery. I see a self-portrait or a gallery exhibition. I'm standing. I fall and just mesmerized by this self-portrait that this artist, this fine artist, created. While I'm mesmerized by it, a sculptor who used to be a professor, he used to be a very successful architect, and now he's been devoting his life to making these awesome cool sculptures, like huge mammoth metal sculptures. And he stands behind me and he goes, yeah, that's a wonderful piece of art, isn't it? He's like, it's already sold or I buy it. And I'm like, I don't have any money and I buy it. <laughs> and, so, and so we're both standing there and then the artist comes over and the three of us are just talking and we're just trying to share our appreciation for this piece of work. And next thing you know, the three of us, we're doing an episode. So imagine that here I am like this one piece of art which uh, your relationship with art is, is so personal and so singularly personal that you can share that with someone who appreciates it as much as you do with the artist who created it once again we sat down I knew where I was going to begin I didn't know where it was going to go 
after Grateful Pony, Masterpiece is number two most listened to podcast running. Three different generations just talking about our, our respect for the craft and, and life. Excellent. All right, so rolling out a Masterpiece into the Women's uh, Playwrights Initiative, also known as Intake. And um, it's a podcast episode with a theatrical director who has the challenge of taking a playwright's original uh, piece of work and bringing it to life on stage and the process that involves this. Backstory. I've been trying to hook up with this theatrical director for months. And uh, he was really, really super busy. Awesome, talented guy. We met once. We'd really clicked. Tried to set a date for this episode of recording. Was going to do it at the theater right before the play was going to open up that we were talking about that same week, maybe like three days before the opening. He was doing rehearsals down there. Went down there. I was like really freaking out about where we were going to record it. I was like, okay, are we going to do it on the stage, backstage? Are we going to do it in the theater? Like, I'm thinking to myself, racking my brains out. What's going to be the best spot? I'm going to have a limited amount of time. I'm going to have to pick it really quickly. So we get there. I get there first because I didn't want to be late, right? Because I wanted every minute to count. Place was locked. There was no one there. He comes in. He's like, oh, there's no one here. Place is locked. Did you call anyone? I'm like, no. I thought you took care of that. And he's like, no, I thought you took care of that. So neither of us is taking care of it. We had no place to record. It was really windy, disgusting outside. And I'm just looking and I'm like, okay, it took me months to get this. I'm not, I'm not giving up. Our cars were parked near each other. I look and I say, hey, you got a Hyundai just like me. And, and he's like, yeah. And I'm like, all right, let's go see which one is more comfortable. So I went to his. I said, oh, snap, you got leather seats. Psst, we're going to record in your car. <laughs> so Hopton recording his car. He opened the sunroof. You can hear the crows outside above us. And we just laid it down right there. So what I learned from that was, you know what? Sometimes you got to do stuff on the fly, man. Sometimes... Things don't go like you plan it to go. So you really have to be flexible. And uh, I was really proud of myself for that flexibility. So that that was my lesson from that. Now we're going to roll. Oh, I got to do looking ahead first. All right, looking ahead. What's next? Music and art. Just came back from Brooklyn. Had an episode recording with an environmental artist who is amazing. This cat is amazing. Everything he creates is from debris that rolls in from the ocean, comes onto the riverbeds, debris that we put in there that comes back at us. Single-use debris, and he creates brilliant works of art, and he's known across five continents. Talk about the Grateful Pony timing, where I caught Danny of the Grateful Pony at this time, right before she has, she's able to go into her practice and make her 13-year uh, dream a reality. I got this environmental artist at a time 
where he had been doing this environmental art for decades and he had a perspective. All of a sudden, his perspective changed. And it changed the literally two days before I arrived. He had this epiphany. Wow. And we to talk about this epiphany. And that's coming out very soon. It will be the next podcast after this one you're listening to right now. And I think I'm going to call it The Environmental Artist. He's awesome. It's awesome. And the timing of it is fabulous. Next is Addy Dalkey. And that's the self-portrait that I was mesmerized by and, and fell in love with and that really drew me in, me and uh, Gil Burrow, the sculptor. We are both impacted the same way. There is no individual that I have met to this day that has brought me into the process of being an artist. And she does it magnificently. She is into every single aspect of process and right now she's making her own paints and soon to be making her own pigments and I sit down and we talk about that and we talk about her direction and where she's going and that's going to be fabulous so that's going to be coming up right after the environmental artist there are about 30 to 40 individual creative spirits that are inspiring me. I've reached out to a lot of you guys if you're listening to, and I say we're going to get it together. It's hard to schedule and stuff, but I'm paying homage to you guys in the music and art category. And, uh, you know, just I'm just putting it out there. I'm surrounded by all these wonderful people uh, where we live, Nate, and, and you know that. And we've had some shared mm -hmm. experiences. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's what music and art is about. People ask me time and time again, What's rhythm and voice? I mean, what's really the difference between music and art and rhythm and voice? Well, music and art, if you listen to the rhythm and voice uh, welcome mat or to Gracie Day's Daybreak, which is the first episode of Rhythm and Voice, she puts it very well. That music and art is really me paying homage to these uh local artists who have impacted my life and provided inspiration for me to uh, come into my own, on my own personal journey. It's just me giving thanks to them and celebrating them, actually. Rhythm and Voice, I was going to name the entire podcast series Rhythm and Voice, Inside the Passion of Rhythm and Voice, and I was just going to throw craft beer, music and art together. But that confused people because I found out there are a lot of craft beer enthusiasts that they really don't give a shit about music and art. They just like beer. And then there are a lot of people who are music and art. Maybe they don't drink. Uh, so they don't, they don't want to be associated with craft beer. So I was like, okay, I got to separate this. I got to separate this. But rhythm and voice was supposed to be about just, and Karen B. Davis put it so well in Genesis, when she said, I believe that when you are in the rhythm and flow of your life, that wonderful things happen to you. And that extends to me to craft beer. These people were taking risks to go out, 
doing something that they love, that's a part of them, sharing it with others, trying to make a living out of it, trying to raise a family, but they're moving forward like fearlessly. And I don't see the difference between what they're doing and what the creative artists do by going out and doing their thing day after day because they have to with their passion for their growth. It's just they do it because they have to do it to be true to themselves. So it's all about being true to yourselves. It's all about finding the flow, the flow of your life so that things move smoothly for you but even when they don't move smoothly you can just move around the edges like water man and so to me that was rhythm and voice was finding the rhythm and the flow of your life and expressing your true voice no matter what that expression is through that rhythm all right so that was that the original but then when i broke it up i'm like okay Music and art is going to be me paying homage to people. Rhythm and voice is going to be about me capturing the vibrancy of creative passion from its youthful core. So at times that may be people who are young or people who are young at heart in spirit and they're just trying something new. They're putting themselves out there. Now, as far as a personal journey... I was going to use this category to explore my own creativity and my own passion to experiment, to push the envelope, basically to do any fucking thing I wanted to do. I can do it in that category that I can just be out of the box. And that's what I did. So the very first episode was Gracie Day, Daybreak. And she opens, I I brought with me that, look, I just want you to sing or do whatever during my open so we can kind of get connected and get the flow. And it was an amazing one-on-one piece. She was so honest with who she is, where she is, where her growth potential is. And and being a singer-songwriter, her relationship with her guitar, her relationship to her craft, her relationship to putting herself out there. Life is about relationships. And I really wanted to delve into this and explore relationships within self and personal growth. And uh, Daybreak is awesome. Gracie Day was just recently awarded uh, Best New Act of uh, New England. And she's a raw talent. I also pay homage to her because she helped to introduce me to my own voice of expression uh, with a few confident words backstage at, um, at a fair a couple summers ago. So I'm going to give a big shout out to Gracie Day. And then we roll into what the time was a 16-year-old blues guitarist prodigy and recognized as such professionally. He is awesome. I spent a lot of time with his wonderful, supportive family and a lot of time with him up in his music room just hanging out. Uh, One of the upsides backstory of this, we were hanging out up in his music room. I got an idea for a song. Give him the backstory of the song. Just start playing. He just starts playing. And we lay down the foundations and the structure for a song. 
a blues song and it was beautiful and it was on the fly and when we did it at the end of it i was like cool this is what rhythm and voice is just us just finding a flow boom 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 and it just came out it wasn't planned i loved it it was really cool and that's called just about the music so that follows that we writing a piece on the fly so my takeaway was you can do this dude you can do shit on the fly and make the shit fly i was like nice nice so it's the beginning and once again it's a celebration of of process you got to begin somewhere where are you going to begin we began just hanging out how stuff begins coming up with an idea is it it perfect hell no it's perfectly imperfect so the idea there's no room for perfection and rhythm and voice there's only room for imperfection and growth so we started with something that was perfectly imperfect but it had soul and it had spirit and that was where it was coming from and that comes through it was badass can i say that again it was badass then the next episode I called Bridging Genres with, who at the time was a 19, 20-year-old aspiring music or producer. Very young, once again, that spirit of youth, the youthful core of passion. He's just experimenting with stuff. And uh, that's where you begin. You just experiment with stuff. Oh, hey, that's a cool sound. What can I do with that? Really raw, really cool. So we sit down. I throw out to him. I was like, okay, dude. I got this nursery rhyme. I'm in love with it. It's public domain. Let's create like some tunes from this, you know, uh, let's do an EDM version. Let's do a hip hop version. And then let's put the two together and let's create like a new genre, a new version out of it. He was totally game. We totally did it once again on the fly. And once again, perfectly and perfect badass. It was an awesome piece. And, you know, once again, it, it wasn't perfect, but the process that we go through to create it, it's like we're going through the process as we're creating it and how he's thinking, putting these sounds and beats and rhythms and stuff together and throwing in these little sounds. And, and it was very, very cool. Bridging genres was banging. So then I'm moving a little bit of a different direction because I've had all these questions. Once again, it's a bit of a personal journey, rhythm and voice. I get to do what I want. All right, so I've had these nagging questions for most of my adult life about the conflict because I always have this constant inner conflict between my analytical mind, my passionate and compassionate heart, and my intuitive voice. So I decide to put three people together to talk about the birth of intuitive voice. And I selected three women. And the reason why I selected three women is because no one's ever heard of man's intuition. You only hear about women's intuition, like men don't got it. So I put me with these three women who are coming from three different perspectives. And we sit down and we talk about our personal experiences when our intuition came true through us the strongest the most powerful go around the horn and we talk about what i refer to as the birth of intuition cool then in spirit of intuition the next episode uh -huh. same group we discuss on a day-to-day -day basis as you go through your life making decisions 
with each decision, who is the decision maker? Is it your analytical mind? Is it your compassionate, passionate heart? Or is it that intuitive voice? And which one of those is making the best decision for the whole, for all of you? Which one? So we have this dialogue that is, I don't even have the, that is spirited. There you go. Spirit of intuitive voice. We have this dialogue that is so spirited with so many points of view, so many lessons that come Mm. out of it, Mm. so many messages that come out of it. I left it actually putting into practice in my day-to-day decision-making what I learned from participating in that episode that I always go back and I refer to the learning that I had from that experience. So as a listener, they're, they're always, in music and art and rhythm and voice, these wonderful, talented people give so much, they share so much honesty and, and there's so many lessons and, and messages that aren't like beating you over the head, but that you can actually ingest, absorb, digest, and apply to your practical uh, decision-making from day to day. So if you haven't uh, ventured out and experimented with the rhythm and voice category, I think that looking ahead, I might fold it into the music and art category, but I don't know. I kind of like it as, as the foster child, the one that no one understands. I, I, a part of me likes that, but then part of me wishes that I had more exposure. So I'm, 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 you know, uh, it was a wonderful recap of, of everything, and I'm, I'm happy you went through all that. It just, it just spawns like the whole question is that because you're going through all of this, and just as much as you share, you're, you're learning, and you're learning your process, and, and, and you're adapting it, like you just said, to your life on a regular basis. I mean, like that's, it's kind of a beautiful part. You're on a journey sharing these things with people and and with the world right we put it out there for everyone to hear and then on top of that you know we're talking about now about almost your growth about through it because uh, everything that that you learn you know like you you ta- you retain you hold and you give back right so where 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 do you um where do you foreseeably see that taking you next i mean like you know like like you constantly say in the past all the time uh, no expectations, yeah. no... Uh, and that's something that came through in, uh, in spirit of into uh, intuitive voice again. That message came through loud and clear for me that that was my biggest learning. It started at Genesis with music and art, ended with spirit of the intuitive voice, the first piece, the last piece, but the message came through very, very strong for me and my own personal growth is to have no expectations. No expectations, no disappointments. Mm -hmm. And that it's a mystery and to embrace the mystery Uh and, you know, to do stuff on the fly and to not be afraid. And that's what I also learned from the craft brewers is they reach a point where they're, you know, experimenting, experimenting, they're sharing with people, they're sharing with people, but there comes a point where they have to not 
be afraid to step out. And uh, it took a lot of learning, learning from that. It's not about the expectation. It's about if you are able to do what you love every day, dude. Yeah, right. You may be recognized. You may not be recognized. Like, I mean, you know, like this thing for the past month has been blowing up in Germany and Japan. Like, who knew? Like, I didn't think about it. But whatever. I think that's awesome. Yeah. And uh, I can't do the social media thing. I can't worry about, you know, marketing. You know, I had a good buddy in New York. He's like, oh, dude, you got to market this. I'm like, yo, man, I'm just trying to do it. You know what I mean? It's well, like, I mean, that'll spread me like so thin. I'm putting it out there and, and I'm exactly, trying to do but it's also, good content. I mean, I mean, the beauty part of it is, too, is that, like, you put yourself out there, which allows everyone else to kind of follow suit. It's like, you know, you're, you're doing exactly what what uh, you guys talk about on a regular basis. You're putting yourself out there. You're trying. But once again, these people have inspired me and And you're to inspiring them too. You know, it, it's a two-way road. I mean, energy happens and it, it's given and taken, you know? I mean, like, so it, it's it's a process all rolled into one. And, and I think that the way that you're doing it, and it really shows and shines through through these episodes. Thank you. I'm, I'm loving so what, it. So I'm, I'm, I'm really curious on what, uh, what, uh, where are you thinking this is going next? Because it, it's well, I don't so, know. It's such, I have... these two categories are so different and unique and they bring such vibrant characters and an amazing, um, you know, outlook and perspective on life and, and the way that they are, you know, fearless. Right. So, I mean, I know you got a bunch of people lined up and it's like uh, awesome stuff to come in this category. Yeah, there are about 20 more, uh, like I said, people that I've contacted that I will get to you. Uh, scheduling is hard to coordinate at times. That's been one of the greatest challenges of doing this. And I'm going to continue to do it. First, I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to release every week. I'm going to release every month. I'm going to release whenever I got a bunch of stuff to release. That's it. I'm not going to put that pressure on myself yet. It's not, you know, big enough where I got to worry about that. There's a lot of great episodes out there. Got up. There's more to... And there's another musician. He's a jazz musician who's very young. And his arrangement is out of this world of standards. And I've been going back and forth with him. And I really want to introduce him to everyone. He is something else, this cat. This cat... I believe is going to introduce a younger generation to jazz and he's doing it in a way that he's making it accessible. And just like the artist, the self-portrait back in music and art of Masterpiece, who created a piece, I just gave her the, uh, the piece that leads the category. I just, I just said, hey, what does music and art mean to you? Music and art, and just give me that. Like, that's my direction. Just give it to me. Just like I did with the craft beer photograph. And she did. Speaking of direction, the photographer, the photographer, Sarah McInvale, shout out. The direction I gave to her for the rhythm and voice photography shoot was big. What does the core of creativity look like to you? We're the core. Yeah. Let's see what it looks like. Boom! She put it out there. It's It's just beautiful because I see the core it's it and it's it's intense and it's great so once again if you have not been to the website inside the passion.com 
do go there. Yeah, please do. Please do go there and check it out because each episode has its own dedicated webpage. You'll see photos. I put tips on there. Yeah, just go and check out and yeah, browse. Yeah, check it out. Love it. I mean, support browse us and, and support these beautiful, amazing artists and people yeah. that are putting themselves out there. You know. And I know in every locality, there are other people locally who are these great artists. Go out and see them. There are these great craft breweries who are also becoming venues for these artists, uh, whether they're doing art gallery exhibitions or uh, whether they're performing. I, the idea is that we're coming back to community. We're coming back to community, local. You, there's great stuff around everyone, man. We just happen to live in heaven on earth. I mean, that's, that's where we are, but somebody listening could be in their heaven on earth. Yeah, right. You know, so, yeah. uh, you know, go out there and, and and support local, buy local, uh, buy from your local farmers, give them a little love. I know sometimes, you know, we can't afford that all the time, but, you know, buy a strawberry. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? If you just buy one, you know, just a, a little bit of love. And a little bit of love. And speaking of love, you know, if you guys want to, uh, you know, email us, send us your thoughts, you know, just touch back to us. I mean, if you got something you want to share, I mean, who knows? Something could transpire in the future. I mean, there's just so much lined up and so much going on. But, you know, we never, no stone unturned, right? That's right. We will travel, too. I mean, I do. When you talk about seeing the future, I do. And Portland opened me up, Portland, Maine. And it's like, you know what? Yeah, I just got back from New York. I mean, I'm not going to close myself off to anything. I'm beginning with where I am because there's so much here. But I'm expansive, too. So if I feel a vibe, and for me, I'm all about the vibe. If I feel a really cool vibe, I'm following that vibe, and I'm seeing where it takes me. Yeah, yeah. All right, InsideThePassion.com, music and art, rhythm and voice. Thank you, Nate. Bro! Yeah, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. At InsideThePassion.com.